What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. I'm your host, Drew, and thank you for making me part of your week. What an absolutely depressing weekend it was in Western New York for all of its football fans as both the UB Bulls and Buffalo Bills drop games this weekend. We're going to talk about both games in this upcoming episode, so stick around and let's have some fun. Well, that certainly didn't go as most Bills fans hoped it would. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another video of Sports Talk Buffalo. In one of the most anticipated games in a while, because the Buffalo Bills were able to have a stadium full of fans in over a year, they came out and laid an absolute clunker on offense managing just 16 points and 371 yards of total offense. And they end up dropping their home opener and season opener 23-16 to to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I want to go over some of the good and bad things in this game so that we can kind of assess what really happened to the Buffalo Bills in their home opener and making them go 0-1 to start the season. We're going to start with the good in this game. Something to kind of hold on to for Buffalo Bills fans moving forward in this season. And the good is, although they played like absolute dog shit on offense, their defense was stellar. The Buffalo Bills defense allowed just 252 total Yards to the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And especially against the run, I thought the Buffalo Bills defense looked very, very solid. Especially up front, the front four played absolutely stupendous. Their linebacking core was very, very good. Tremaine Edmonds looked very solid. And they only allowed 75 total rushing yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the one getting the bulk of the carries for Pittsburgh was Najee Harris, who only managed to muster 45 yards on 16 carries. Now, coming into the season, run defense was a big concern for the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, as they would routinely get shredded on the ground. And they had one of the better secondaries in the league. And coming into this game, they were... Dynamite. Realistically, they were very, very good against the run all afternoon long. And that is something that you can take away, Bills fans, as a positive from this game moving forward. Now, the secondary wasn't great, but I would classify them as above average. Okay. I thought that they played pretty well against the pass. Also, they. You know, the the defense was able to sack Big Ben twice. And the secondary didn't allow a passer or or, or a receiver to get above 52 yards all game long. Their best receiver had just 52 yards in this game. And that is pretty much all the good that you can take away from this first game of the season. Now, let's jump into the bad. The Buffalo Bills offense could only muster 16 points. 16 points. That is completely 
unacceptable for an offense that is returning essentially everybody except for John Brown. Unacceptable. They were one of the better offenses all of last year. And to come out when you have a packed stadium and go three and out, essentially, yes, they got three points, but it was only because Isaiah McKenzie had a fantastic return. I wish he would have took it all the way to the house. It would have completely changed the game. But to come out and go three and O or go three and out when you have fantastic field position to start the game, it really set the tone for how this game was going to go, and it put a sour taste in the Buffalo Bills' mouths throughout this game, a taste in which I don't think they were able to shake. Now, all game long, the offense looked out of sorts. And I think a lot of that falls on the coaching staff. And and Dable had very, seemed like he had a very questionable game plan. And he made a few questionable calls, most notably, obviously, on fourth and one. You have a six foot five, 240 pound running back on a fourth and one, and you fucking throw it six yards behind the line of scrimmage. And of course, it's turnover on downs. Now, yes, I know that the Bills were able to pull off a similar play, and it was a big play, and it ended up being a touchdown years ago with Drew Bledsoe. However, if you really watch that play and break it down, they didn't have a receiver split out wide. That put a defender out wide on uh, the running back. And yes, the, the fullback completely whiffed, but that play wasn't going anywhere to begin with. And in a game in which it was going to be a dogfight, you had to win in the trenches, and that's, uh, that is a call that you have to have. And you have to be able to either plow it forward with Josh Allen or you have to be able to run the ball and get that one yard in that moment, regardless of who you're playing against. Yes, I know the Pittsburgh Steelers have one of the best defenses in the entire NFL, but that doesn't matter. If you want to be a Super Bowl contender in a situation like that, you must be able to convert when the other team knows what you're going to do. And that seemed like it happened all game long. It seemed like Brian Dable and and Sean McDermott and the coaching staff as a whole got too cute. They overthought themselves. Like they they out they outthought themselves in this game, making routine mistakes like going for it on fourth and eight, but not going for it on fourth and three. I don't, that's that's a head scratcher to me. I don't know why they went for it on fourth and eight. Again, just question questionable decisions all game long. The fact that they came in with a game plan again of not rushing the ball. It looked like Devin Singletary was going to start, or he started off the game very well. He fell off a little bit in the middle. And as soon as he fell off even a little bit, they completely abandoned the run. They completely abandoned the run. And they failed to adjust in being able to slow down that pass rush. One thing that would have slowed down that pass rush is a good rushing game. It slows those guys down from being able to pin their ears back and just go upfield. Because it was clear that the, uh, the offensive line was overmatched all game long. They were just overmatched. Yes, I know they only got three sacks on Josh Allen, but Allen was under duress all game long, and they didn't adjust to it. I also said 
this offseason that the Bills would have to be more balanced in order to be or to take another step in their progression towards being a potential Super Bowl contender and a Super Bowl champion eventually. And that was, you know, they needed to have more balance in their offense. The lack of balance in this game seemingly really hurt the Bills because it allowed the pass rushers to pin their ears back and get after Josh Allen. And the offensive line, as I stated a couple seconds ago, just couldn't hang. The Bills ran the ball with their running backs just 15 times compared to 51 passing attempts by Josh Allen. Now, yes, Josh Allen is able to run the ball a little bit. He also had nine carries, I believe, for uh, 40 44 yards. However, you don't want to have Josh Allen be your best rusher again. That is not a recipe for success. You have to evolve. You have to be able to be better in the NFL in order for you to stay one one step ahead of your competition. And tonight is the reason, or today is the reason, that Brian Dable did not get a head coaching job. This is the reason why Brian Dable did not get a head, a head coaching job because he frequently seems to call very subpar games. And last year it seemed to work because everything clicked. It was a magical season last year and absolutely everything clicked and went right for the Buffalo Bills. However, this season it did not click in the first game. And pretty much if it could go wrong in this game, it did go wrong in this game. The Bills even had a punt blocked for a touchdown, which ended up being the difference in this game when they lost 23-16. Now we're going to go down and talk about Josh Allen. And yes, I categorized him under bad. However, Josh Allen wasn't bad in this game, but the expectations have been raised for Josh Allen. So the performance that he put on was just not good enough. His stat line ended okay. 30 of 51 for 270 yards and one touchdown with nine carries and 44 yards. Now that's okay. That is 2019 Josh Allen. That's okay. That could potentially win you the game. However, when you just sign a massive contract to be the star of the Buffalo Bills to be the guy in Buffalo, you cannot leave plays out on the field the way he did today. He had a screen pass in which he seemed way too hurried. Like, he just had to get the ball out of his hand so so fast instead of taking his time, taking a step towards his receiver, throwing a nice screen pass. He skipped it to Cole Beasley. And then he had a play in which he had Emmanuel Sanders who absolutely dusted his guy on the outside, streaking up the middle, and Josh Allen doesn't put enough air under the ball, doesn't have enough uh, arc on the ball, and throws more of a line drive pass, and he overthrows Emmanuel Sanders. Would have been an easy walk-in touchdown. He had two steps on the next closest defender. There's also another play in which it was a flea flicker, And instead of putting a little bit more mustard on the ball to be able to get it into Stephon Diggs, he kind of lofts it a little bit, and it was able to be knocked away by the Pittsburgh defender, giving the defender a little bit of time to regroup and get in 
and be able to make a play on the ball. Those are just a couple of, of examples in which Josh Allen needs to be better in order for the Buffalo Bills to be real contenders in the NFL. Now, with that said, well, many fans are absolutely losing their minds because of how putrid the offense was in this game. I want everyone in the mafia to take a step back, breathe, and remember this is only game number one of a now 17-game schedule. The Buffalo Bills have a long way to go in this one, and I believe that you should start to get worried, only start to get worried, if the Buffalo Bills come out and their offense lays another egg next week, then we have some real discussions as to what is going on with the Buffalo Bills offense. But until then, like I said, take a step back, take a breath, and remember, there is a long season ahead of us. And with that, thank you guys for watching this week. Don't remember or remember to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you guys never miss a video. Um, like this, share it with your friends and family. Let them know we're out here talking Bills, Sabres, and UB Bulls football and men's basketball every single week. Thank you guys for watching. Have a fantastic week. Man, I really thought they had a chance in this one. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another video of Sports Talk Buffalo. The Bill or the Buffalo Bulls lose. 28-3, getting completely shut down by Power 5 opponent, Nebraska. Now, going into this game, many fans, including myself, believed that the UB Bulls, coming off of a massive win against FCS opponent, the Wagner Seahawks, thought that the Bulls had a very, very good opportunity to pull the upset and beat the Nebraska Cornhuskers. As the, as the Cornhuskers have not been a very strong Power 5 team the last little while, and despite a very, very strong effort by the Bulls' defense in this game, they lose 28-3, to as I stated. Now, I want to go over the good, the bad, and the ugly from this past Saturday's game. And we're going to start with the good, as there's not a whole lot of good to speak of when you lose 28-3. to Now, the good in this game is the defense played very, very well throughout the game, barring a few very big plays that they did give up. They looked very stout against the run uh, up front, take away the one carry for 79 yards, uh, the one scramble for 79 yards by the Cornhuskers quarterback Martinez, and the Bulls allowed just 3.5 yards a carry in this game against their Power 5 foe. And the second thing, the second thing that they can, you can come away from this game with, holding your head high, is the Bulls actually controlled this game. They controlled the time of possession in this game. 32 minutes to 28, which means they were in this game the whole time, despite what the score says. It was the big plays that essentially crushed and sunk this UB football team. 
And the third thing, as I just stated, is the game was a lot closer than the 28-3 score suggests. They were in this game pretty much the entire time. They went down uh, at halftime 14 to nothing, and it was 14-3 to with like 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter or something to that effect, I believe. So the Bulls were in this game the entire time. They just couldn't muster the offense to go with the very strong defense. Now we're going to go with the bad from this game. The Bulls' star running back, Kevin Marks, looked very, very average. Outside of a 30-yard run, and yes, he had 21 carries for 85 yards, but if you take away that 30-yard run, he averages 2.75 yards per carry. I know he averaged 4 yards per carry on the day, but you take away that one 30-yard run, and he averaged just 2.75 yards per carry. It was a very lackluster day for running back Kevin Marks, who was again outshined by one of his backups. This time, it was by running back Dylan McDuffie, who averaged 6.6 yards per carry in this game. The second bad thing about this game was I know... I tried I tried so hard to convince myself. I said it last week that Kyle Van Treese looked every bit of a number one quarterback in Division I football. And that was me trying to convince myself. I said it all offseason, and you can check my Twitter, that I thought that he was not going to be the quarterback that could take us to the next level in terms of being very being able to compete with a good power five with with a power five school not even a good power five just a power five school but it showed in this game that he is very very limited in his ability his arm strength is average his athleticism is below average and he is just simply a game manager He was okay in this game, but it's clear that he does not throw the ball well over the middle, and he does not possess the arm strength to make all of the throws necessary to bring, to elevate your team to the next level. And it's very clear that he is not the type of quarterback that is going to be able to win the ball with his arm. He can't even win the game with his legs either because he's less than stellar athletically. And this is where I really believed that Matt Myers should get another look from this UB Bulls coaching staff. I think he should get some more reps with the first team. If you look back at his game against Penn State as a freshman, Matt Myers conducted himself very well, and he looked every bit the part that he should as a number one quarterback. He has the arm strength to make all of the throws, and better yet, he has the athleticism to scramble and make plays with his legs when the play breaks down. Now, Van Trees had a decent stat line in this. He was 27 of 50 for 224 yards and an INT. He had one rush for zero yards. However, that's only 4.48 yards per attempt. That's not going to get it done when you're playing 
quality opponents, when you're taking a big step up in quality of opponents and they have a quality opponent coming into UB Stadium next week, make sure you check out uh, this page, like and subscribe so you guys never miss a video. I'm going to try something a little bit different next week. I'm going to try to vlog my experience at the University at Buffalo football game as I will be there in attendance with my buddy to take, as the Bulls take on the number 17 Coastal, uh, take on Coastal Carolina, the number 17 ranked team in the nation. This is the first time that UB is going to host a ranked opponent since taking on number eight Baylor in 2014. The third bad thing in this game was too many penalties. UB absolutely shot themselves in the foot time and time and time again in this game. As they had a very undisciplined game, they had 10 penalties for 88 yards. And when you go up against a team that is another tier in talent, you cannot have these mistakes mentally. You have to be able to play disciplined and you have to not make mistakes in these games. The Bulls did all of the above. They they were undisciplined. They made too many mistakes. And that's why they got the result that they did. The ugly in this game. The play calling on offense appeared very, very limited. As they looked to call upon maybe a handful of run, uh, run plays and pass plays throughout the entire game, They were also, in my opinion, very predictable on offense, and they looked completely outmatched all game long. It was very, very clear as the game progressed that UB's offense was clearly outmatched by Nebraska's defense. And the second thing and last thing that was ugly in this game was too many big plays. Yes, I said the defense played well. However, there were too many big plays by the Nebraska Cornhuskers. The first big play in this one was a sack, was a should-have-been sack, turned into a 79-yard scramble by Martinez that set up a Nebraska touchdown. The second was... With less than a minute to go in the first half, down just 7 nothing, something you can hang your hat on going into halftime. You're in the game, and they give up a long touchdown play to Nebraska. <clears throat> and the third thing wasn't really on the defense. This one's on the offense, and that Kyle Van Treese had a ball tipped and intercepted deep in UB territory. When they were still relatively in the game, it was 14-3. to Then they scored it and made it 21-3, to which effectively ended the game. And then, of course, the last big play of the game, they're down 21-3, to and they allow a, what I believe is a 69-yard touchdown pass to make it 28-3. to UB cannot have those against Power 5 teams and expect to stay in the game. And it is very, very clear that their offense is extremely limited with Kyle Van Treese under center. Now, I'm not saying pull the plug on him right away. However, if your run game is not going to be anywhere near as dominant as it was last the last few seasons, you have to have somebody in there 
that could potentially win the game with his arm, and Kyle Van Treese is not that guy. Again, guys, remember to subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave a thumbs up so um, this video can spread. Subscribe so you guys never miss a video. We talk UB Bulls, football, men's basketball, Bills, and Sabres all on this channel. Videos weekly. Thank you guys for watching again. Have a fantastic week.